recorded, Trevor. All right. Well, I am Lord Magnificent. And I am Trevor Thompson. And we're here with a third episode of Retro Revelations. We'll, we'll be discussing the uh, Disney era of Power Rangers. This is the last Power Rangers episode we're going to do for a while because we uh, decided arbitrarily that the cutoff for anything retro is 10 years for us. Indeed. Okay, so uh, yeah, we have a lot to get through today. It's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons of Power Rangers. Yeah, pretty much. But we decided this was the best way of doing this, so let's uh, get started yeah. with Ninja's. Yeah, because if we did uh, some of the later ones, those would be too recent, so they really wouldn't be retro. Yeah. And we just, we're kind of, like I said that we're done talking about Power Rangers, but I think we're kind of done talking about Power Rangers. <laughs> at least for a little bit. Yeah, at least in a professional setting. I mean, well, I'm, uh, like I started watching this way back in March with, uh, when all the pandemic stuff was going on and. I'm just now getting Ninja Steel, which is the currently penultimate Power Rangers season. Yes, indeed. And the last uh, Neo Saban season before they transition to Hasbro. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see that transition. And someday we might talk about that. Not today. Today we will talk about so many other different Power Rangers things. Yes. Like, I don't even remember half of these. Like, I have the uh, Wikipedia pages up here to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so do I. It's funny, uh, you know, I really like this era. But again, it's that whole, you know, I go through it once and I haven't revisited it yet. So, you know, yeah, I have just, to go by memory. And there's just so many seasons of Power Rangers. There's like 20-something of them. Yeah. After a while... They kind of run together. Well, and I consider myself, you know, somewhat of a, a big fan. So it, it's still funny that I just don't know everything, uh, like, right off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay, okay. So the first season after Disney took over fully was a Ninja Storm. Yes, sir. That's it. And uh, it's the first to be filmed in New Zealand. And you can tell that most of these, from this point forward, were filmed in New Zealand because occasionally they'll just throw in a guy who is just, like, from New Zealand. Well, yeah, and also the actors, sometimes their accents slip a little bit. Which is yeah. funny sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so, Ninja Storm. This was uh, kind of low on our rankings, wasn't it? Uh, let me pull up the rankings. I think it yeah. was. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It was just... After... Everything else, it just kind of... Yeah. It, it was second lowest for me and third lowest for you, so... Yeah. I think, uh, together with uh, Dino Thunder, which came right after, this was kind of the Mighty Morphin period for the Disney era. Yeah. 
And and this, I guess, would be leaning more into some of the sillier stuff from Mighty Morphin. Yeah, like the Zordon in this one was a uh, was a guinea pig, but it was a ninja master who got changed into a guinea pig. Which with some early uh, two thousand CGI. Yeah, it was not great. It was not great at all. I caught the uh, Sentai, the original source footage, and they did the same thing, but it was a practical guinea pig. And 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 he looked looked a lot better. Yeah, they should have done that with us. Oh, but you know, us Americans, we can't have anything (laughs) non-CGI. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Who are the characters in this one? Uh, let's see. This started a theme where, for a little bit anyway, they had three core rangers. Uh, red, yellow, and blue. Yeah, which I'm guessing that was a holdover from the uh, Japanese series. Yeah, but, and they actually started doing that really early, like back in the early 80s. And then they kind of uh, phased out of it and they came back to doing it with this. Yeah. Okay. They eventually got six rangers. Yeah, which is usually the the main amount that they top out at. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. We had uh, Shane Clark, the Red Wind Ranger. I don't remember anything about him. Well, here it says he was a skateboarder. Which okay. now that it's, I can remember him doing that a lot. And Tori Hansen was like a surfer. She was a Blue Ranger. Yep. Yep. And Waldo Dustin Brooks, <laughs> Waldo. which is like the weird kid. Yeah, I think. yeah. And he was Perfect. also a skateboarder. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, this show had an emphasis on extreme sports, like motocross yeah, well, and everything. You know, because uh, early on, uh, back when Power Rangers started, it was all about martial arts. And here we have the extreme sports. And they still do martial arts, just... They do well. I mean, they're, yeah. learn- they're learning to be ninjas. Yeah, and uh, the Alpha 5 in this one was uh, the guinea pig's son, Cam, and he became the green samurai ranger eventually. Yeah, kind of kind of cutting corners there, where they have uh, two different roles. For like, you know, it, it, it's not just separate for like the Alpha, but it's the Alpha, but also... The sixth ranger, who's green again. They wind up doing that a lot, I think. Yeah, and I don't know if that was for like an official reason. I know that going to New Zealand was a cost-cutting measure, but I don't know if that applied to like uh, story decisions. I'm sure it did to to an extent. Yeah, my, yeah, like if you only have one season, you're gonna try and shoehorn an entirely new character. I mean, most of these have shoehorned entirely different characters in to take up the six ranger role, so I know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe that would be less confusing. Well, the funny thing was, I'm reading here that uh, Disney was actually going to cancel the show right after Wild Force, but the main reason they continued is because they could produce it for a fraction of the previous cost. Makes so sense. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that trickled down. Yeah. In, in all ways. Yeah, Lothor. I don't remember much about Lothor. Uh, 
I kind of thought he was the male Divatox, but not nearly as appealing. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, now I remember him. And he had those two, uh, those two hench girls who were like alien ninjas or something, right? Yeah, they were supposed to be his nieces. Yeah, I, I like them. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Mara and Capri? Yes, sir, that's it. And then there were a bunch of weird robots and monsters and everything, and it's just... Yeah, basically just suits carried over. <laughs> this was silent due to human error. Hey, Mike. Lost, you lost audio. Okay, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, we were starting to talk about the nieces. Oh, yeah, I, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, one of the actresses, uh, she came back for Dino Thunder. Yeah, okay. One thing I didn't like about this one is that, I mean, like, I liked initially how they had two evil rangers. Yeah. But they were basically another red and blue ranger. <laughs> yeah, Crimson and uh, Navy to distinguish yeah. them. Yeah, and it's like they're just another red and blue ranger. Why? Why didn't you give them different colors? There's so many colors. It's true. Well, you know, we could say the same thing about Time Force. How the Quantum Ranger was just a darker shade of red. I didn't like that either, actually. Yeah. And then he got shoehorned into that Red Ranger crossover. It's like they want to kind of just stick with uh, primary colors as much as possible. I'm glad they do get away from that eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay, any, any strong feelings about Ninja Force? Uh, well, I mean, I liked it, but... Or whatever this, this one is. Ninja Storm. There you go, there you go. Uh, this, this era definitely has some better stuff coming down the pipeline, but this was an okay start. Yeah, it was a good first effort. Yeah, yeah. And then next we have a uh, Dino Thunder, which, which is pretty high up on our lists. Yeah, yeah, for me it was second, for you it was third. Yep, yep. And uh, they go back to dinosaurs. Tommy Oliver is back, and he's now a paleontologist, which confuses everyone who hears about it. Like, there's another episode I think is in this season or the next season where. Uh, Someone mentions that Tommy is now a paleontologist, and it's like, oh, what? That's weird. Oh, no, that's in Operation Overdrive, I think. Yeah, it's whenever uh, Adam came back for that Once a Ranger episode. Yeah, that would be uh, Operation Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Rangers in this one a little bit better than... Uh, Ninja Storm? Ninja Storm, yeah. I can't remember its name. <laughs> that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, there's Connor, Ethan, and Kira. Yes. And then some and guy named Trent. I don't remember the white Dino Ranger at all. He's, okay. he's basically he's basically filling in the evil Tommy for this uh, this season. Yeah, I remember Kira. She was a singer. Yeah. And then Ethan was like the brainy guy, and Connor. The jock. Yeah. Soccer, I believe. 
Yeah, he was a soccer player. Yeah. Then you had so Mezagog I... as a villain. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, and, and Tommy was a Zordon for this one. Yeah, and uh, this season didn't have uh, six Rangers. They only had five. Yeah, which was fine. I mean, they made it work. Yeah. So I guess with uh, Tommy uh, being the Zordon, they kind of, they should probably do this a little more where they have the mentor uh, actually be a ranger. I mean, they actually did a fair amount in this era. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like for most of these, we don't really have a lot to say about them because they're serviceable, but they came in a point where like, we were kind of burned out on Power Rangers. Well, and it's like, funny. Whenever I was going through them again, I was uh, fairly excited to, you know, to see these. But it's been a while since I did that, so. Yeah. And this one, uh, Mezagog was a villain. He, I actually liked what they did with Mezagog because he was... I think it was Trent's father, right? Yeah, and also, uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, his right-hand lady was the principal of the school, too. Yeah, so I I like that. I like how they incorporated their villains and the actual day-to-day lives of the Power Rangers. Yeah, and Mezagog had a nice uh, Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Yeah. Plus, he's he's an evil dinosaur man, so what's not to like about that? Yeah. I think uh, I think this era probably has the most uh, original villains created exclusively for uh, Power Rangers. I might be mistaken on that, but I do believe every uh, single one's an original. That's pretty interesting. It probably cost them a little bit more to do, but I mean, well, you know, they obviously cut costs where they needed to, so they were able to. Uh, uh, Put the money where it counted, I guess you could say. Yeah. And this one brought back, uh, like, the side characters with uh, that one, the girl from uh, Katrina Devine was Mara in the last season, like you said, and and here she's Cassidy, who's, like, some, uh, she wants to be a reporter. Yeah. And she has, like, this guy who follows her around and stuff they're kind of uh, a different take on the bulk and skull you know archetype but they're a little they're a little bit different so they stand out yeah and uh let's see uh dino thunder and uh, ninja storm also had i think the same uh producer uh doug sloan uh let me see Saw that. I think I saw that on the Ninja Storm page. Yeah, he's on the Dino Thunder too. So if that interests anybody. Well, I mean, uh, I point that out because these two do seem to have a, a similar vibe, although Dino, Dino Thunder improves on what Ninja Storm kind of set up. Yeah. So. And they yeah. also, apparently, whenever they do conventions, they apparently do these two together. That makes sense. Yeah. At least, at least the last one I saw did that. 
Yeah. And then, uh, anything else to say about Dino Thunder? No, I mean, it's just, uh, it's always nice to see dinosaurs with Power Rangers. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we are going to talk about the yeah, Neo Saban era a little bit after this, because we have, think, uh, yeah. We have some thoughts about that. And they're pretty much the same, although I might be just a little more positive about it. You'd have to be, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and next up is uh, SPD, which... Is we pretty both, high. Yeah, we were both pretty happy with this one. Yes, yes. Because, like, my main problem with Time Force was that they brought all this time travel nonsense up in, like, the first episode, and then it never really came into play again until, like, the finale. But SPD was actually like a future space Power Ranger thing going on. So yeah, there were yeah. aliens and all that. I mean, they did their policing like they were supposed to the whole uh, season. Yeah. And they, uh, I, I like their crossover with Dino Thunder. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a pretty good job of that. What'd you think about the the previous one, the Ninja Storm uh, Dino Thunder team up? Just okay? I don't remember most of it. I think I liked it when I was watching it. And I remember that they had some jokes about how the hench girl and uh, Cassidy were played by the same person. Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. yeah I, but, well, one thing I did like about going back to Ninja... Storm. I liked how uh, by the end the two hench girls had kind of redeemed themselves and were trying to be good after that. Yeah, it's always nice to see those kinds of developments because uh, you know these shows tend to be very black and white with how they uh, deal with the villains. Yeah, even uh, Dino Thunder did that with the whole Anton Mercer Mesagog thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then SPD. I. I don't even remember what they're trying to do with SPD. Like, what was the point? <laughs> well, like, I liked it, but I don't remember what was going on. Yeah. Well, like you said, a lot of these uh, blend together at a certain point. Yes, Emperor I, I think, Rum. I think, Rum? yeah. I think I compared it to uh, Men in Black Cops. So they were basically uh, making sure that alien immigrants did what they were supposed to most of the time. And where did Emperor Groom come into play? Like, what was his point? What was he trying to do? Well, at first we thought he was like a Lord Zed type, but it turned out he was uh, basically a puppet for some other kind of threat that didn't get revealed until like uh, towards their, their big finale. It was called Omni. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I just remember like they did a good job with everything. Like, uh, I did like how these they did start giving them superpowers. But they started that with a wild force. 
but by yeah, this but... point, it was just completely random, maybe. Yeah, kind of random. But they were yeah. aliens and stuff, so it kind of worked out. Well, that again, uh, another theme that carries over throughout the era is that they started giving them uh, superpowers out- outside of their uh, their morph. Well, and let's see. Uh, let's see. We had Jack Landers, the uh, Red Ranger. I don't remember much about him. He and uh, Z, who was the Yellow Ranger, they were uh, living on the street. I, I liked Z, and Z yeah. could like uh, duplicate herself or something. Yes, I believe that's what she could do. Something like that. And this uh, this uh, season starts out with the blue, green, and pink as the three. And then they recruit the red and yellow. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to... Okay, Bridge, Curse, and the Green Ranger. He was just kind of... He, he was just kind of weird, wasn't he? Yeah. Like they all had powers, but I don't remember what their powers are. <laughs> because well, I, I think you were right about Z is that she could duplicate herself. Yeah, she was my favorite one, so that's the only reason I remember her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember that the Blue Ranger, the Red Ranger, had kind of a rivalry thing going on. Yeah, because the Blue Ranger, uh, Sky. He wanted to be the Red Ranger the whole time. But really, his problem was that he was kind of a douche. <laughs> yeah. I think by the end of it, he did become the Red Ranger, though. But then he Bridge did. became the Red Ranger, too. Yeah, which was funny, but I think that was actor availability. Yeah. Oh, the Zordon for this one was Doggy Kruger, which... Doggy Kruger, yeah. Like, every time I hear that name, it's just like, why? <laughs> why? Well, here's an interesting tidbit about SPD, is that uh, they took advantage. So Disney didn't really care that much for the Power Rangers brand, so they kind of let the creators do whatever they wanted. So they basically looked at the original Sentai, and they didn't care for the way Doggy Kruger looked in the original, so they basically made a new version. And if you compare the two, even though the American version is still, you know, like a a goofy looking practical effect, it's still a little bit better than the the Japanese one. We'll so that, to, that's go ahead. We'll, we'll have to find it and we'll put it on the page. Yeah, I'll track so, it down. Yeah, so that's that's kind of an interesting reverse of the Ninja Storm situation where the Sentai uh, mentor looks better than the American version. Sometimes, sometimes you get things right. And the Zordon, uh, no, the Alpha Five was Cat Max, who was ca- a cat girl. Yes, and they were became... very on the nose with names in this. I think uh, there was like another character who was a bird, and they called him Birdie. Yeah, one so of the highlights in SPD. Yeah, and Anubis and uh, well, Doggy Kruger is really in this Anubis. Mm-hmm. But Doggy and Cat. Like, Doggy was a sixth ranger in this. 
Yeah. Like the seventh ranger? Because like, there there like another ranger too or something? Let's see. There's four additional rangers. So Doggy Kruger was the sixth. He was the shadow ranger. Then they had the Omega Ranger, who was supposed to be from the future, and he only showed up as a ball of light. Oh, yeah, I remember that now, yeah. And then Cat, she was the eighth ranger, and she only morphed once. But she's in the game. She's in the uh, Battle for the Grid game. Oh, yeah, and uh, I'm glad they put her in there because yeah. uh, she gets a lot more screen time there. <laughs> And then there was the Nova Ranger, and I'm trying to remember what was unique about them. I don't even know. I remember nothing about the Nova Ranger. Sam, the Omega Ranger. Oh, didn't they help him in like an earlier episode, and then he she, came back from the future? Yeah, she's another future Ranger. So basically, the Nova and Omega Rangers are from the future. Which is funny because this whole season's technically in the future. Yeah, so it's further in the future. Further future, yeah. But uh, you know, even though we're struggling to remember things, this was a pretty uh, good highlight for the Disney era. It was not just in how they kind of diverged from the Sentai and tried to improve it a bit, I guess, but uh, just like the theme song's really good. It had uh, Ron Wasserman return, and he did a lot of the earlier seasons. And it was also pretty well written, I thought. It was. Yeah. And next we have... Well, anything else you want to say about SPD? No, that it just was like the, I guess it was the breakout for this era. Okay, because next we have to talk about Mystic Force. Which is actually our uh, very bottom one. <laughs> Which is a shame, because I had such high hopes for it. Yeah, it's a really neat uh, aesthetic. Yeah, I like magic and fantasy stuff, and I like yeah. Power Rangers, so I figured combine the two and it would be great, but it was just... Like, I think it was just too weird. I think they just went off the rails with it. Well, for one thing, one thing, the theme song was terrible. It was. This was, the, this was the first one which was like, oh my gosh, why did they go with that? And then uh, you could really tell they were trying to ride the Harry Potter wave. Yeah. And, like, they made so many weird choices. Like, uh... okay, so... Uh... Yeah, the Rangers here were Nick, who, he was this, like, no, Xander was from New Zealand, right? Yeah. And then Nick was some orphan who was, later on we find out that it's the Zordon's son. Yeah. Vita was, she was like a punk rock kind of girl, right? Yeah, and pink. And then, uh. I don't remember anything about the blue and yellow rangers. I think the blue ranger was. Yeah, it was uh, Vita's sister, and then Chip was. I don't remember anything about Chip. He was kind of a dork. I think that's what I remember most about him. 
That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, the Zordon for this era is uh, Udana, and she was the white Mystic Ranger. Yeah, and she's also in the game. Yes, indeed. She's also, uh, she doesn't have a Zord. She just grows big. Which is but, fun. And it's interesting. Uh, technically, the Zords in this season are just uh, them, but with armor on. The Mystic Titans are basically a suit that they wear whenever they grow gigantic. Except for that one Zord. Um, uh, like uh, Daggeron. He was the one with... Where, like, whenever he uses Zord, it started playing, like, train noises for some reason. Yeah, it was actually a train, I do believe. Which, again, goes into the whole Harry Potter thing. Yeah, it's like, but why do you have to play the same, like, train music and noise every time you transform? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's kind of like whenever uh, Tommy uh, summoned the Dragon Zord back in Mighty Morphin. That always had the same tune. And there was that uh, cat genie guy, Genji. Yeah. Genji, yeah. He like, was pretty I, Yeah, I didn't think I would like him, but he turned out to be actually pretty okay. Yeah. And I guess they did do some decent uh, storylines. There was that whole thing where they had to travel through some kind of weird alternate reality because magic had been destroyed and they had to go get it back yeah and it turned out that rita repulsa but like not our rita the japanese rita she became like the good witch and keep yeah, her magic sick mother who was basically overseeing everything yeah I, I did like that i did like that nod back to rita yeah there were some uh there were some interesting uh progressions but i'm not quite sure uh i guess it's just there was there was something off about it it didn't quite reach its potential okay well, one thing about fantasy is that you have to have like set rules and i feel like they didn't have any set rules for this show yeah there was a bit of a anything goes going on yeah which is the wrong way to do magic if you're going to do magic at least like that's one thing I I guess Harry Potter has is that there are rules, but most of the time they just get broken anyway, so that's probably not a good choice. Lord of the Rings, they have rules for their magic. Yeah. Like I, guess, I, uh, I guess part of the problem might be the fact that Sentai uh, in general is just a bit wacky. So it kind of it kind of goes in various directions that don't usually abide by very specific rules. What were you, you going to say? I was just going to set off more examples of what has magic with decent rules, but I don't think we actually need to do that. <laughs> How about just one more? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, for sure. That's Probably. like all rules for magic, pretty much. Probably the most famous one, too. Yeah. Really. You're actually going through these pretty quickly. We're doing a good job today, Trevor. Yes, sir. We're on the money. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else you want to say about... Oh, yeah. Both uh, Mystic Force and SVD had 
like a weird side character. SPD had Turtle, I think his name was, and he was an alien. He was an entrepreneur who also was kind of shady. I think uh, Piggy, I think that was his name. Piggy, okay, yeah, I knew it was an animal. And this had, like, a troll guy. Yeah, and the actor who played this troll guy, he would pop up uh, through various seasons. Like, for SPD, he was the one guy who worked at uh, SPD who wanted to be a ranger. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, and then he ended up uh, playing uh, the... The troll guy in this, and then he pops up in a in a few more after this. Yeah, there was that one episode where the troll guy and Piggy met. Yeah, for some reason, it's like, well, this is what what's going on here? Are you going to explain where things are, where they fit chronologically, or anything like that? You just have to make it up as you go along and put the pieces together yourself, I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, there's something else I was going to say about SPD that I remembered, but now I forgot it again. Well, my oh, pop. Well, yeah. Uh, this one, uh, Mystic Force and uh, SPD, they kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Time Force and Wild Force a little bit. That makes sense. They had, they had similar shades, but they were still unique on their own. Yeah. I did like the costumes. I did like the uh, Power Ranger costumes and this. I like the capes. Oh, yeah. Definitely if the uh, season itself uh, sometimes is lacking, at least the the costumes and the Zords usually kind of save it a little bit. And, uh, like, like, this one also had, like, they all worked at a record store. And then, like, the troll guy worked at the record store. And then, like, the, uh, the evil witch queen or whatever. <laughs> yeah, vampire queen. There we go. Yeah, the vampire queen. Her daughter worked at the record store, too, because she wanted to be normal and friends with people. And she pops up uh, in Jungle Fury as uh, Camille. Huh. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of actors being shared during this era. They just carried them on over as different characters. Makes sense if you have if you know what they can do, you can just use them again. Well, and again, uh, it, it, that's that whole uh, cost uh, effectiveness. Any anything else we want to say about Mystic Force? Uh. A neat aesthetic, but it didn't reach its full potential, so that's that's why it's at the bottom. Yeah. Okay, so next is Operation Overdrive, which... Which I think we like a little bit more than most people do. This one usually gets uh, ragged on a, a fair amount. Yeah, I, I liked... Uh, I liked that they were going for... Like, the only thing I didn't like about were the villains. The villains were... It's kind of lame and kind of terrible. Well, the idea behind them, it wasn't so bad. It's just how they were executed. Yeah. It was like the heat miser and cold miser. Yeah, I think the... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think the elemental idea isn't bad. It's just uh, the character they assigned to them. Yeah. 
And the Heat Miser character, I believe he was Flurious. I'd have got that wrong. Anyway, he was actually, to correct what I said earlier, he was carried over from the Sentai. It was the uh, Frost guy who was an American original. Oh, yeah. Moltor. Moltor was the fire one, which makes sense. And Flurious was the ice guy. And they're brothers. Yeah, and like there was this weird Sasquatch running around too, which just gave me flashbacks to Ninja Turtles next mutation. Yeah. And that that was the same actor who played the uh the troll from Mystic Force and that one guy from SVD who wanted to be a ranger. So, so much incestuous casting with this. So my yeah, so much carryover. I, I didn't like the Zords in this one because they're just like cars. Well, again, it's that whole, uh, for me, I think it was the fact that they weren't just regular vehicles you would like to see on the highway. They all had some kind of utility. Yeah, like it made sense because the Zordon is, this guy is a Red Ranger's dad in this. And he's the one who made everything. So it made sense that they were cars. Really? Operation in practice, it worked out well. Yeah, really, Operation Overdrive kind of has a, again, how some of these are repeating what was done in the Saban seasons. Uh, this has kind of a light speed rescue thing going on. Yeah. But it's probably a little bit more interesting because they're searching for relics and artifacts. Yeah. Yeah, they can beat the Heat Miser and Cold Miser before they do something evil. Jewels uh, for a crown. That's what they were trying to find. Yeah, and it was like some powerful crown. It could do something weird. I destroy the world or something. I don't know. Of course. That's how it always goes, you know. And I don't remember much about. Okay, I remember uh, Mac, the Red Ranger. He was a Zordon son, and it turned out he was a robot. Yeah, uh, because the actual. Son had died, I do believe. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember he was a robot, and I thought that was a pretty good twist. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, uh, that uh, it's funny that this has this uh, reputation, and yet uh, it's not at the bottom for us. I just, I just find that kind of curious. Well, they went into it with more of a... Uh, they knew what they wanted to do, and they did it. And they yeah. had a better... I don't know. Uh, yeah, they just knew better what they wanted to do with their show. Well, one would hope so after uh, four previous seasons. <laughs> I mean, we're going to... We'll talk about this later. We'll talk about <laughs> this later, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Will was a Black Ranger. He was a spy kind of guy. Yeah. Dax was a stuntman. He was a Blue Ranger. Ronnie, Ronnie. was a driver. Yeah. And then uh, Rose was my favorite because she was just like a smart girl. Which is always refreshing. Yeah. Okay. And then, then our sixth Ranger was the Mercury Ranger. And he started off as an alien. Or he was an alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tizon, he had like a monster form first, and then he became uh, 
humanoid after that. Yeah, and there was also the Sentinel Knight who yeah, just showed def- up sometimes. Yeah, they definitely revisit this later on, but we'll get to that. Yeah. The Saban stuff. So what did you think of uh, Once a Ranger? I the liked time? it. I think they made some good choices. Also, some weird choices. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, like, Rocky was... He was... Uh, what am I looking at here? Oh, okay. No, Adam was a Black Ranger in this. Nice to see him come back. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't Zach, but there's reasons for that. What are the reasons for that? Just bad blood well, between them? Basically, uh, Walter Jones, uh, you know, they, uh, along with uh, the actors for Jason and Trini, they weren't being paid very well, so they kind of just walked. Yeah, but Jason came back. Yeah, so apparently they uh, worked out some deals for him. Yeah, then we had a uh, Tori, the Blue Wind Ranger from Ninja Storm, or whoever that was. Kiro, the Yellow Dino Ranger, Dino Thunder Ranger. Yeah, she was under the talking to Adam about how uh, Tommy was a paleontologist now, and Adam just being very confused by this. Yeah. Then Bridge, who was now the Red Ranger. Like, he explained why he was the Red Ranger now, but was still kind of out of nowhere. It should have been Sky, you know, who, like we said, he was the Blue Ranger for SPD. But again, I'm sure that had to do with actor availability. Yeah. And I think people just kind of like Bridge more than Sky. He just seemed more likable. Yeah, he was pretty likable throughout SPD. Yeah, and then uh, Xander, the Green Mystic Force Ranger. Which, I mean, I like seeing him come back. That reminds me, uh, I you know, I think he was probably my favorite uh, Mystic Ranger. How about you? I liked uh, Vita. Vita? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, Xander and Vita kind of had a thing going on, a rapport. So, uh, anything else we want to say about Mystic Force? Or, wait, no, this is uh, Operation Overdrive. Operation Overdrive, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I I just like it better than most people seem to. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see, on my list, it's... I liked it a little bit better than you, it looks like. According well, to the lists. Was- with that, uh, it's kind of an interchangeable thing, you know, because I could probably change it after watching it again. That's how it is with a lot of these, really. Yeah. Okay. All right, so next up is uh, Jungle Fury. I think I liked this one a little bit more than you did. But it was still up there a bit. Actually, uh, we liked it the exact same amount. Okay, all right. Going by that ranking we did. Yeah. Because, like... Like, I don't know what I liked. I I think it's because they had a human villain, and I like the ones where they have a human villain more, I found out. 
Yeah, he was basically a human who was possessed by an evil spirit. Daishi. And they actually like played with that a little bit. Yeah, and it affected how he developed as a character. There was this back and forth, you know, with how uh, you were wondering whether he would be redeemed and if he would eventually conquer Daishi. Yeah, and uh, Camille, she kind of contributed to that because she was this evil monster woman, but also she was developing feelings for Jared. Yeah, yeah. And Jared also had a tie to the uh, initial Rangers, too, because... Yeah, he was basically part of their kung fu school, and he was uh, a big douche, and he basically got booted. Yeah. That's the simple version. Yeah, so it all worked out. They actually seemed to plan everything out. And actually uh, not subverted expectations but just kind of went with what people kind of wanted to see i think yeah and they did it well yeah i don't remember the rangers all that much let's see uh casey is the red ranger and he's the newbie he kind of has that inferiority complex going on i didn't like how they kept on doing that how they kept on making the red ranger some brand new guy who just kind of showed up and was like oh yeah you're gonna be leader of the power rangers yeah, and they started that all the way back. Uh, I was about to say Wild Force, but they started that with Time Force. Yeah, I like. I, I I hated how they did it with Wild Force, but we talked about that last time, so we won't go into that too much now. Yeah. yeah there's a Theo Martin, the Blue Ranger, who I remember he had like a crush on the Yellow Ranger. Yeah, and he was a bit. Uh, he had a stick up his butt a little bit. Yeah. At least at the beginning. And uh, what did Lily do? What was her thing? Well, all of them, uh, they're like their civilian thing they did was work at uh, a jungle themed pizza place. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what was her personality? Well, uh, whenever she uh, did morphing calls and whatnot, she definitely put her heart and soul into it. And there was also a, there Zordon was RJ, who owned the pizza place and was also a ranger, eventually. Yeah, this, uh, to be honest, this season kind of has some shades of Dino Thunder a little bit. It did, yeah. For one thing, there's uh, only five rangers like that season. We also go back to the core uh, red, yellow, and blue to start out with. And then the extra rangers are uh, purple instead of black. And then another white ranger. And the white ranger was just like a friend of RJ's who came back. I was like, hey, I'm going to help you guys out now. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and they, did, they did develop RJ. I think they developed most of the characters, actually. They did. Which I think is one reason why it uh, has become a standout in recent years. Yeah. And I, I liked Fran. Fran and uh, Flit. I liked what they contributed to things. Because Fran was just like this uh, kind of nerdy girl who hung around the pizza pit late and eventually got a job there and then found out that they were Power Rangers. Yeah. 
And I think she ended up with Dom at the end. Yeah, Dom, they, they the White Ranger. Yeah, they definitely they uh they started up a little relationship there towards the end. And Flint was some guy who got turned into a fly that Camille kept in her stomach. Yeah, and uh, again, that one guy who kept on doing these little uh, side bit parts, he was the voice of that fly. And he actually also had like character development because at one point, RJ made friends with him. And like for the rest of the series, Flint's just trying to help the Power Rangers out as much as he can. Yeah. It's always nice whenever, uh, again, I'm going back to that, it's not all black and white. They're not stuck in these roles the whole time. Yeah, so it, I guess that like villains who are human and then villains who kind of become heroic over the course of things. Yeah, yeah. They're not just some evil monster, which, I mean, there's some, there's some cool evil monster villains, but... Yeah, like Zed. Yeah, but there's not much to their character. He's just evil, and that's it. And, like, for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that's all that they really needed. Yeah, it worked for that, for sure. Okay, uh... Anything else you want to say about Jungle Fury? Uh, okay, well, this was the first season since Lightspeed Rescue where they had American Exclusive Rangers, who were the Spirit Rangers. And they were actually based on the animal spirits of the masters uh, that they went through uh, training courses with at one point. Yeah, people actually died in this, didn't they? They did, yeah. That was unexpected for a Power Rangers show. Like, well, even after uh, Kendricks died in Lost, Lost Galaxy, Galaxy yeah. like, actual death didn't pop up all that often. Except for monsters. If you're a monster, you're just going to die. Yeah. Monsters well, they, died. They probably weren't sure whether or not they should uh, keep on doing it. Because, you know, there's always somebody out there who's going to give them flack. Yeah. God forbid a kid show try and uh, have uh, kids uh, be prepared for something they might encounter in real life. And if you kill someone every season, it kind of loses its punch. Which is true. And this was about... Almost 10 years after Lost Galaxy, so I guess they waited long enough. But anyway, I, I was kind of hoping that the uh, the actual uh, mentors would be the Spirit Rangers, but they were just, uh, they were basically entities that didn't have like a civilian identity. Which, you know, is unique, but, you know, that's, that's what, one of my little nitpicks. Anything else you want to add, or uh, and one more move thing. on? Okay. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. Because uh, apparently we realized we had a lot to say for this one. Uh, remember whenever RJ uh, turned into a werewolf? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, I like I like that idea, but unfortunately, the werewolf looked terrible. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, but you remember uh, Zenaku from uh, Wild Force? Yeah. I kind of wish what they had done was they had ported over that suit and used that for that whole uh, transformation thing. That would have been better, yeah. Yeah. But live and learn. Okay, so uh, anything else you want to talk about with this? 
No, sir. Let's move on. All right. So uh, the final season of the Disney era was Power Rangers RPM. And like Trevor and I both consider this to be our favorite one from this era. Yeah, because, uh, well, I don't know about you, but this seemed like it was definitely taking the most risks and trying to really reinvent the brand. Yeah, like, RPM, it made me think, oh, no, it's going to be another car one, isn't it? And then I started watching it. It was like in this desolated Mad Max future. Yeah, it's basically basically Mad Max, uh, Terminator meets Power Rangers. Yeah, and it's great. Like, it's one of the only Power Rangers show I think that I don't really care if they actually Ranger stuff. Well, yeah, because uh, this probably by far of the of the shows has probably the best, most well-rounded characters. Yeah. And uh, it had the Gold and Silver Rangers, which broke out of the basic color mold. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, uh, the, those colors would come back, but they wouldn't be near as good as how they did it here. No. No, and I actually remember all of the characters. Well, there you go. That speaks to how good it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there. It's Scott who was, he was a cyborg, who didn't have any memories, and he just kind of showed up. And I think one of the first things he does, he's like, he saves a flower and tears one of the putty patrollers in half. Yeah. But they're not like putty patrollers, they're robot things. Yeah, I because what they're called. Our villain is basically uh, Skynet. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Flynn who he's this Irish guy who just wants to be your hero. And he's a good mechanic. Yeah. Summer, who was a rich girl who wanted to show that she was more. Yep, yep. Ziggy, who was some guy that the Red Ranger found in the wasteland and he wasn't supposed to be a ranger. He just kind of, it just kind of happened. Yeah, he was kind of the serious goofball. Yeah. Well, just in case somebody calls us out, uh, Scott uh, was actually the son of the guy who was heading like the military operations in the city of Corinth. And the the Black Ranger is the guy you're talking about. Uh, Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I knew one of them. I, I guess I didn't remember Scott all that much then. Yeah, I remember Scott's Dylan. Whole, yeah, Scott's whole thing was that uh, he had the whole I'm trying to impress my dad thing going on. And then you had uh, Gem and Gemma who were... Gold and silver. Yeah, and I, I really liked them because they were just kind of insane. Yeah. They like were fun I, to They were. Like, a, Dr. K was the... Zordon for this show and like she it turns out she's actually responsible for everything that's happening she's basically this child prodigy who was uh, used uh, for a think tank yeah and uh, Jim and Gemma were the think tank with her yeah so basically Dr. K has this whole thing going on where she uh, tries not to feel and she tries to be disconnected from everybody but whenever uh, Jim and Gemma show up, you can tell that she uh, may- had a bond with them. Yeah, and like I liked how they were just in the wasteland for 
years and years just fighting this the robot army. Yeah. And so like and delivering them to be like chaotic good where they were just like blowing things up and destroying things and they had little people skills, but they were very good at what they were doing. Oh yeah, they were definitely useful. Oh and uh, Ziggy. Ziggy actually had like a not tragic backstory, but he used to be a criminal or wanted to be a criminal. And then he double crossed yeah. him, so a lot of the episodes that starred him were like, oh no, the mafia is trying to kill me. Yeah, and that's again, that's another testament to how different this season was, is that they actually brought the mafia organized crime into the whole thing. It's not just aliens trying to conquer the world. There's actually a real world uh, uh, underbelly thing going on. Yeah. And the like the villains, like Vengex, I like Vengex, and like I don't remember his like main lieutenants. They're just giant robot guys who weren't that great most of the time. But yeah. then you had uh, Tanaya, who was actually Dylan's. Like it turns out that she's Dylan's sister. So spoilers for everything, but <laughs> like the whole series, you ha- have a uh, Vengex bossing this uh, cyborg around and she's being evil and duping people and like both her memories and Dylan's memories are kind of coming back at the same time and eventually things just kind of work out yeah and that's that's uh, basically a call back to uh, in space with uh, Andros and uh, Corone. yeah so again it's that whole thing where uh Really, I think uh, so. Was there any other earlier series that this reminds you of besides In Space, uh, or was that like the only callback? Like that's yeah, that reminded me a lot of In Space. Yeah, like the Zords were just cars, which with animal like, faces. Yeah, I, but it didn't bother me as much as I thought I was going to because everything else is just so good about it yeah the, the funny thing about this season was is that the sentai uh goonger hopefully i'm saying that right uh was a comedy which you know we've seen how that turned out with turbo being uh, adapted from car ranger but in this case this season was basically at the time uh the do or die for the power rangers franchise if they didn't really do something special with this uh it probably would have ended about 10 years ago. And and some might say it probably should have, but, you know. Yeah, they left on a cliffhanger, too. Which, you know, didn't bother me as bad as I thought it would, because usually cliffhangers bother me. Yeah. I, I didn't like how none of the Rangers were in the game, but Dr. K was in Battle for the yeah. Grid. Yeah, well, it, it's funny. I figured, well, hold on a minute. Uh, one of the games, uh, Legacy Wars, they have uh, they have Gemma in there. But I, that's probably, uh, you know, that has a better roster of characters, but I don't think it's as impressive as Battle for the Grid. No. In my opinion. Like one of the episodes I liked here, like I like most of the episodes. One that really stuck out was when uh, 
like it was an episode where Dr. K was letting them ask questions about everything, like the Zords and stuff. Yeah. And Ziggy brings up how every time they morph, there's an explosion. Yeah, which is that it's kind of a meta thing. And then, like, later in the episode, he's like, I have an idea. And he just morphs with his back to, like, the group of, of like, putty patrollers, and they just explode. There you go. That's a way to use tropes. Yeah. In a fun way. Yes, anything else we want to say about RPM? Uh, well, obviously, it was our uh, our favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, there's something interesting that happened right after RPM. So, it was basically, they were thinking this was probably going to be it for Power Rangers. So, we, uh, at the end of last episode, brought up how they started, uh, uh, what's the term? They kind of updated the visuals for Mighty Morphin. They re- reformatted it because they thought that they weren't going to do any more Power Rangers. So Disney basically thought, okay, well, let's go back to the beginning and I guess uh, refurbish it. So, And that transitions us into uh, Neo Saban, which you think would be a good thing, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so before I go on to Neo Saban, because... We're just going to go over that a little bit. Uh, let's, uh... Rankings? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so my yeah. rankings were RPM, Dino Thunder, SPD, Jungle Fury, Operation Overdrive, Ninja Storm, and Mystic Force. Yep, yep. And then yours was RPM, SPD, Dino Thunder, Jungle Fury, Ninja Storm, Operation Overdrive, and Mystic Force. So a few flip-flops, but, uh, you know, basically more or less the same. Yeah, on the page, we'll put on, like, our full rankings, including the First Era and uh, Neo Saban. So now let's talk about Neo Saban. (laughs) Let's talk about Power Rangers Samurai. Or let's not. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We don't have to, but we're, we're yeah. going to because there, there was this uh, Tokusatsu show that I watched that actually pitched a very uh, interesting alternate version of this, and it was that the Red Ranger was an actual Japanese kid who moved to America, and really, I mean, I could probably like link it. I'll find it and like link it in the in the article we write up. But anyway, they made this pitch, and it was like, that would really fix a lot of the problems that the show had. One of the things that would fix a lot of the problems that Samurai had was hiring people who could actually act. Oh, definitely, for sure. It's like, I mean, Power Rangers actors aren't necessarily the best actors in the world, but this time around, it was like, wow, how did they get past the audition process? And it's like, on the surface, all the characters are ones that I should like. Yeah, but they just did such like I hate to say this, but they all just did the so just a bad job with everything. Yeah, like they did such a bad job. They brought back uh, the Red Ranger from Wild Force, who I'm on record as saying I really disliked. And he was the best part of the show. Yeah, the actor uh, Richard Medina. Before he killed that guy. Yeah, with the katana. 
<laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, it was a real basic sounding name, but anyway, he was one of the side villains. Yeah, the actual villain. Like he was just this guy in a boat being angry that he was on a boat. He kind of reminded me of what it would be like if Goldar was running the show. I, I think Goldar would be a bit more proactive than this guy. He was just like, oh, I have a headache. I'm on this boat. I don't want to be on this boat. Yeah. They were trying They were trying to do a callback to uh, Rita with the whole headache thing. Yeah. Really? Think, what? Go ahead. A lot of the villains would say they would have a headache, I've noticed. They, they keep on bringing that up. It's but, like, cause I, I think this was a, uh, the case with a lot of dubbed uh, characters. It's like they didn't know what else to say, so that's what they just kept on using for the dub. At least they stopped using all those weird accents Buddy Morphin Power Rangers used. Yeah. I guess that's one minor improvement. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay, speaking of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, Bulk came back. Yes, Bulk came back, and he was mentoring uh, Skull's son spike and like i remember when i was first watching i was like how can he have a son and then i realized oh it's been 13 years since we've seen these people yeah sometimes but, stuff happens but like the son is like you you get why skull sent him away for a while ah. the son is the most obnoxious annoying person in the world yeah even skull couldn't take that no poor skull like the whole time <laughs> the whole like, up to this point, I guess I'm being like, man, I kind of missed Bulk and Skull. I wish they'd come back. And it was like, yeah, here's your monkey paw wish. <laughs> They're back. I mean, Bulk, Bulk was okay. It was just, unfortunately, I guess what they had him doing. Yeah. It just... Yeah. Uh, Decker was the name of the the Richard Medina character. I, I, it sounded, it didn't sound like it belonged on a, a ranger show, but you know, I guess there it is. Yeah. You know, like his, his storyline was the only one that had any kind of pathos to it because he was, uh, like he and like the female monster were yeah. used to be human lovers. And then there was an accident and now they're trying to, kind of got back to things but they didn't yeah and i agree i remember whenever i first watched this i was uh, going through it and i was like is this ever going to get any better and then and then that popped up and i was like okay here we go this is something actually interesting like you said it had pathos yeah, and then the six ranger like in every other series the six ranger shows up and it's like a game changer yeah and here he's just some guy that knew the red ranger when they were kids Wow. And, Groundbreaking. Yeah. And like he made his own Zord. <laughs> Which was and, a squid, I do believe. Yeah. The Zords were kind of interesting. They were. They were really round. <laughs> really round. Yeah, they were um, origami based or something, I do believe. Yeah. Which, you know, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, suffice to say, uh, this wasn't a great comeback for Saban. No, it made me very apprehensive about everything going forward. Although, next... although uh, sorry, although I did like uh, the theme song coming back. That was a pretty good rendition of it. It was. It was like 
<laughs> one of the only good parts of this show. Yeah. We can probably count them on one hand and not even make it to five. Yeah. <laughs> so now go ahead. Yeah, I, didn't mean I, was, the... uh, I was just going to say, now we can move on to Megaforce. Which, again, this is kind of like our uh, Operation Overdrive for uh, Neo Saban, because we kind of liked it a little bit better. A little bit better than Samurai. Yeah, a lot better than Samurai, because like, the Rangers yeah. could actually... They could actually act. I mean, they weren't, like, Oscar level, but they could... You watch it and we're like, oh, yeah, I can see them doing stuff. Yeah, and uh, Gia who's the Yellow Ranger for the Megaforce uh, season. Uh, she's become a bit of a fan favorite. And there was... It, yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely... Because uh, this, this season came out in 2013, so that would have been the uh, 20th anniversary. So there is a bit of... Uh, actually, probably the most callbacks to uh, Mighty Morphin with this one. Uh, definitely. I mean... Like in the first half of the series, they weren't that many. I mean, yeah. like every episode had some. Yeah. But when they came to Super Mega Force, that's when like the cameos started. Oh yeah, because uh, they were adapting uh, a Sentai anniversary season, and they uh, like the gimmick of that show was that I, I don't want to misquote it, but the impression I got is that they were pirates who were pirating the powers of uh, other rangers throughout the years basically that that's what kind of explained the pirate theme i think it makes as much sense as what was actually going on yeah because they they never did explain it on the on megaforce but the no, they did was, a little bit they did yeah like uh, the tiki the giant tiki head that was kind of like zordon but not had yeah, all those, those action figures yeah yeah the ranger and yeah, and they'd send him to him and be like, oh, yeah, I can use this now. Yeah. Like they, went nice. to, they, they went to Corinth, and I was hoping to see, like, Dr. K or one of the Rangers, but no, it was just one of their cars. Oh, that, that reminds me. Did you ever watch that Clash of the Red Rangers movie? No, not Where, yet. Okay, that goes, uh, I mean, it's about the same as the rest of Samurai, but it's uh, it's nice to see a little bit of RPM thrown in there. Yeah. And, like, the last battle in Megaforce had most of the Rangers from, like, the first 20 years. So it was nice to see them again. But Tommy was a Green Ranger for some reason, which makes well, absolutely yeah. no sense. Did you, did you see that uh, bit where they showed them, like, in their civilian identities uh, saving people whenever the invasion was going down? Yeah. And and, like, they would have, like, the ranger helmet kind of transparently come over their face. So he's basically saving somebody from a car hanging over a bridge, and he uses Saba to help him up. It's the white ranger helmet that comes up, and then later he's the green ranger. It's like, there's no consistency with that. It was good to see although, him again, but... Yeah, although you haven't got there yet, and unfortunately you have to work your way through Ninja Steel to get to it, they, uh, they do explain why he's able to go between ranger identities and I, I might as well just spoil it he has a master morpher when does that when does he show up again uh i don't know the exact number it's in the second half of ninja steel and it's it's their team up episode it, it's not it's not bad it's probably 
my favorite episode from Ninja Steel. But then again, I haven't finished it yet, so. And I have a reason to keep going. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, it was, it kind of has some Once a Ranger vibes going on. Okay, let's see, after Megaforce, we had uh, Dino Charge. Was that what it was called? uh, Yeah, Dino Charge, which I, I kind of go to bat for this one. This is probably my favorite from Neo Saban. But you go ahead because you have some uh, some good uh, some good criticism. I like it. Yeah, but there are some problems I have with it. First oh, and foremost, Keeper. Yeah. Keeper yeah. who caused the extinction of the dinosaurs. That dick. <laughs> he is a Zordon. He is like the main hero in this series, and he caused the extinction of all the dinosaurs. Keeper is not a keeper. No, that I stole your line there, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, and there's just there's Ted Rangers here. There's certain Rangers, and like most of them have something weird going on with them. There's a caveman. There's a knight. There's a prince. There's a birdman. There's a kid looking for his dad. There's the kid's dad. Yeah, just. And and the actor isn't even that much older than him, which is like, funny. They explain that away, at least. Yeah, it was some kind of he was frozen in time, wasn't it? Yeah, or, or like either frozen so, in time he, or the Dino Charge key slows ah, aging or something. There you go. That's that's where it was. And like. I like the I, I did like the villain for the second half. Yeah, uh Heckle. Yeah. Like Heckle, Heckle hit all my buttons. He was a human villain. He uh slowly became well, he didn't slowly become good. He kinda it's just gonna happen one episode. Yeah. Like, well, uh, go ahead. Uh there's like one moment he was bad and then he was like, Oh man, I, I mean, he went from bad to neutral to good. But like two episodes worth of stuff. Yeah. Well, here's something I wish they had done on the show because they had uh, a costume and and footage for this. Uh, I don't think I told you this, but in the comic books, uh, Heckle becomes the uh, Talon Ranger, I think it is. And he is a Spinosaurus-themed ranger. That's neat. And he... uh, there's basically this ensemble of different ranger characters who go, go on a mission in the, the comic books, and he's one of them. So I, I thought that was really cool. I haven't read that one yet, but it has my interest. And here at the end, end of the show, they go back in time, and they stop Keeper from exterminating, yeah, pretty much exterminating the dinosaurs. Yeah, and they live on into the present. Which, whatever, and then... <laughs> they send the caveman and the knight back, and they send Heckle back, and he becomes keeper of his planet. Yeah. And it's like, like I, in, in the moment, the series is fine. It's just so many things going on. I don't know. I I guess what I like about it is that it kind of reminds me of Jungle Fury to an extent. Not as good. But there's some elements there, like uh, this is a superficial one, but uh, there's civilian uh, jobs that they do. They work at a dino-themed burger joint. And, you know, Jungle yes. Fury was 
was pizza. Yeah, I mean, like... That's the first one that comes to mind, yeah. but there's probably other ones, too. And then there's all, all, all that's left is Ninja Steel. And I, I just don't get what's going on with Ninja Steel. Yeah. I mean, whenever I started, I thought, okay, this isn't that bad. But then it kind of started dipping back into uh, samurai territory. I just don't get what the villain's thing is. Like, he's supposed to be like a... Like, he's the main villain, but... I don't get why. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I forgot what the character's name is. There's like this fox-themed female villain that's uh, kind of sneaking around behind his back scheming. And she's a bit more interesting. I do like her. Yeah. I think, I, I think uh, yeah, it is Ninja Steel, isn't it? Hmm? That character I just mentioned, that is Ninja Steel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she like a kidnapped one of the guys and made a robot and whatever. Yeah. And she's doing double crosses. Like, I get what Stop. she's trying to do. Yeah. But the main guy, like, has a TV show. <laughs> like a gladiator type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up today? Uh, no, I think... Uh... Aside from Neo Saban, we kind of saved the best for last for Disney era. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. We, we do plan on continuing this series. We're just done with Power Rangers for now. I don't know what the next Retro Revelations is going to entail because uh, it's not up to me, really. But Well, we've had some things tossed around like uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, stuff like that. Yeah. But that'll probably be with uh, some other guys. Yeah, so, we'll bring a uh, Randall and Jeffrey into things. It's, yeah. it's been pretty much me and Trevor the whole time. And well, I think we took the plunge into Power Rangers, but nobody else wanted to. Yeah, no one else dared. Yeah, and here we are, just kind of, eh. But but I'll I'll get back into it. Yeah, one of these days. I mean, I think I, once I get done with Beast Morphers and I'm able to, like, I watch, start watching something else, I will be uh, a bit more, I'll Yearning be able to look back and think it's a bit fun. Like, I think I'm a little burned out on Power Rangers. And it's bound to happen because it's like 22 seasons. Yeah. It's so many. So if you're going through them all uh, sequentially, it definitely will uh, test your limits. Yeah, okay, well, uh, anything else we want to say before we go? No, I, well, I think this was pretty fun. Overall. Yeah, I, yeah I, everything worked out pretty well. So uh, thank yeah. you for listening. Don't forget to visit us at fictosphere.com. And uh, we'll see you later. This is Mike Dificent signing off. and uh, This is Trevor Thompson. Yeah, so uh, thank you for listening or watching. Well, you're doing with this. Thanks, guys.